0: Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. You're about to hear a message that we hope will inspire, encourage, and challenge you to grow closer to God. So sit back, prepare your heart, and see where God can take you. We're so glad that you're here worshiping with us day after Christmas. Um, Hope you're looking forward to the coming year. I believe God's got great things in store for us. Most of you guys know, uh, if you've attended church here for a while, that that I'm a movie buff. I I love movies. I love motion pictures. I guess um, one of the most powerful movies that I ever watched, and this is not an endorsement. I'm not recommending the film. Let me just make that little disclaimer. But one of the most powerful films that I ever watched was a film um, directed by Steven Spielberg, Uh, Way back in 1993, the film was called Schindler's List, and it tells the story of Oskar Schindler and how, as a German, he recognized what was happening with the Holocaust and how he tried to make a difference, even in the name of profiteering or in the name of uh, the slave trade. He actually used that as a cover to rescue many who would have been sent to those death camps in Nazi Germany. And so what he would do is he would uh, buy those that he saw would otherwise have been sent to those death camps and make them uh, uh, workers there in his factory. But the whole motive of buying those uh, Jews was uh, an attempt to save them. There's a moment in the film where he's talking to an associate about the list that he's compiling of those that he's going to attempt to save. And and just a just a remarkably powerful observation, his associate tells him, "The list is life." The list. Hey, would you say that with me? Say, "The list is life." Uh, we are wrapping up today a series of messages called "The List." We thought this was the perfect time of year to pull out some thoughts along these lines because after all, uh, leading into yesterday, many of you had a list. You had a a list of things you wanted for Christmas or you had a list of things you uh, intended to get somebody else for Christmas. And now uh, today... You're here maybe with another kind of list or maybe you're compiling another kind of list. We have a list of those things that we hope to achieve in the coming year. Many of us have that kind of list. And so we thought, hey, this would be the perfect time to really kind of examine some concepts in Scripture that I, I don't think we really pay enough heed to. There's a, um, there's a, a passage of Scripture in, in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12 that was, uh, it was so instrumental in my life in the 1990s and what God was doing in my life. And he showed me something through this passage that sustained me in a very difficult time in the 1990s. And then really, it's been kind of a Bowie for me throughout the years. So I wanna share that passage with you. And I want you to consider what the wisdom of God's word says, what it declares in Proverbs 13, verse 12. The writer here by inspiration says, hope deferred, makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And I I don't want you to miss that imagery when he says that a, a longing that is fulfilled, a desire, a dream in your heart that is fulfilled is a tree of life. That's not a reference uncommon to scripture. We see that the Bible actually begins and ends beneath a tree uh, in, in Genesis, we see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the role that it had in, um, in God's creation. And then uh, when we look at uh, the books of prophecy, and particularly when we look at the book of Revelation there in the New Testament, we see standing there in that eternal place is a tree of life. And the scripture talks about how its leaves are for the healing of the nations. And when God talks about a tree of life, he's talking about fruitfulness within our lives. He's talking about Um, uh, blessing within our life. And I want you to, again, consider what the wisdom of Scripture teaches us today. Hope that's deferred. Things that you long for that are just set aside and abandoned. It makes our heart sick. It weakens us, is what it does. But it goes on to say that a longing fulfilled, that dream, that goal that you have that is realized, is a tree of life. It produces fruitfulness within you, joy within you, fulfillment within you, and I want you uh, on this last Sunday of the year as we, as we face a brand new year, 2022 is right around the bend here with all of its challenges and all of its opportunities, and I want us to face this new year, this coming year with this thought, the difference between your hopes deferred and your longings fulfilled is often the list you make and keep. Will uh, 2022 be for you a year where hope is abandoned and hope is set aside and hope is cast off? If so, the Bible said that's gonna make you sick. It's gonna gonna weaken you in so many ways. But if 2022 is a year where longings are fulfilled, where where you go after dreams and ambitions that God has placed in your heart and you accomplish them to the glory of God. The Bible said that's going to be like a tree of life for you. It's going to make you fruitful, make you fulfilled. It's going to prosper you. It's going to fill your life with joy and with meaning. How many want that? Say, I do. The difference between those two things, those hopes deferred, making us sick and weak, or those longings fulfilled that become like that tree of life for us, the difference will often be a list that you make by the direction of the Holy Spirit and that you keep to the glory of God. What does your list look today? What does it look like? I, 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 I want to know if you have a list. I want to know if there are things that you absolutely intend by the grace of God to achieve in the coming year. Because that's going to produce that tree of life experience for you. I believe that God wants to fill our hearts with some meaningful things that we can embrace and we can go after in the months to come. And I want you to consider with me, and you may have never thought about it before, but God actually makes lists. God makes lists. Perhaps you've heard of a thing called the Ten Commandments. You know why you've heard that? Because God wrote them down. They were so important to Him. Those laws that would, would govern our life and our behavior, uh, it was so important to God and so important to us that he made a list. He wrote those 10 commandments down. Maybe you've heard of something called the Lamb's Book of Life. If you haven't, let me introduce that concept to you. The Bible teaches that we're all going to stand before God one day. and We're going to give an account to God for the life we've led. Now, on that day when we stand before him, he's going to look at a list He's going to look at a book to see if our name is written in that book. And if our name is written in that book, if our name is on the list then we will enter into the joy of the Lord, we'll spend forever with God. Somebody say, thank God for that promise and that, that hope today. But if our name's not in that book, if we don't make the list, we'll hear the dreaded words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you, and we'll be eternally separated from God. The, the book of life that is mentioned there in Scripture demonstrates God's a list maker. God makes lists. And here's the reality In scripture, The Bible talks about God writing things on the tablet of our hearts. And I believe what God wants to write on the tablet of your heart today are the things that he's got in mind for you to achieve in the coming days. God wants you doing some things that will work to his glory and to your own good. And he wants to write that down in your heart. And when he does, the best thing you can do is get it on a list of your own. I think God wants us making lists because those lists will often Often be the difference between hopes deferred and longings fulfilled. Now, God's lists demonstrate. That God is a goal setter. And again, I don't know if you've ever thought of him that way, but he is a goal setter. And I'm so thankful that he is. The only reason I'm here today saved and sober and in my right mind is because God made up his mind to save me. He he had a goal of bringing me into his kingdom, into fellowship with him. Come on, y'all. I didn't choose God. God chose me and pursued me. And by his grace, he won my heart over. God is a goal-setting God. Listen to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, we must focus on Jesus. There's my message for the coming year. We must focus on Jesus, the source, the goal of our faith. He saw, Jesus saw the joy ahead of him, the joy set before him when translation reads. So he endured death on the cross and ignored the disgrace it brought him and he received the highest position in heaven the one next to the throne of God. Did you see in that passage that our God is a goal-setting God? The Bible said it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. It was for For the joy set before him, the goal that he had of reconciling mankind to God, it was for that goal that he endured the cross he had to endure in order to achieve that goal that he had set out to accomplish. So here's my question for you today. What's the joy that your God-given goal has set before you? What is that? What is that joy that fills your heart today in the way of a God-given goal? Something God has set before you to accomplish, to go after, to achieve. What is that joy? Is it a healthy body? That's one of my goals. Uh, a little over a decade ago, uh, by recommendation of my doctor, I lost 40 pounds. And by the grace of God, I've kept that 40 pounds uh, offer over a decade. But uh, I didn't... Th- complete that goal back then because I really had wanted to lose 60 pounds and so I'm determined uh, I'm coming up on uh year 60 I know it's so hard to believe that I'm about to turn oh you don't look like you uh, have any problem believing that at all uh, I'm about to make 60 in January and I'm determined to get where my goal weight was and to keep that for the rest of the days that God has given me so y'all pray for me amen yeah I'm setting that goal right after Christmas and everything we took in for Christmas you know so so is the joy set before you a healthy body? Is it a debt-free life? Is your goal to get out of debt and not struggle like you do financially month to month? Is your goal a close-knit family so that all of the wars that are constantly being waged between you and people that you love and you care about... All of that's finally put to rest and you, you live in peace and harmony with one another. Is your, is the joy that your God-given goal set before you? Is it, is it a a life-giving ministry? A life-giving ministry that you're gonna start and you're gonna carry out and you're gonna, and you're, you're going to um, commit yourself to? Whatever that, that joy is that fills your heart in the way of a God-given goal today, The second question I want you to ask is, what is the cross between you and that goal? Jesus had that goal of reconciling mankind to God. And the cross between him and that goal was that price he had to pay there on Calvary's cross. What's your cross look like? What is it? In the form of your own cross standing between you and your goal. Is it diet and exercise if that healthy body's what you're after? Is it budgeting and saving? Sometimes that can feel like a cross that we're bearing. Is it discipline and family time in order to achieve that family harmony? Is it preparation and prayer to see that ministry come to pass? Commit yourself to that cross for the joy that's set before you. Endure whatever cross you have to... To endure, embrace whatever cross you have to embrace because the joy that's set before you is worth it. Achieving that goal, I promise you will be worth it. And again, it will bring glory to God. It'll bring great good into your life. So I want to take the next few minutes with you. And, And I want you to just consider with me why lists are so important. Not all of us are list makers. Some of us are naturally inclined that way. But not all of us are. And yet what we see is that God makes lists, and and how many want to be godly? Say, I do. How many want to be godly? Okay, then, then if God makes lists, then we too should be list makers, goal setters. And so why are lists so important? Number one, first, because lists help establish our priorities, and we need to have priorities. I wonder today, if you're entering into the new year, 2022, with the right priorities in your life, lists will help you with that. Matthew chapter six and verse 33, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. And by the way, uh, if you read within the context, this passage comes to us in, you'll see that the things he's referring to is what you eat and what you wear and all those things that are so necessary. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, he's saying, you have gotta have priorities in your life. You've gotta prioritize the right things and lists help us to do that. I think all of us have been to the grocery store at one time or another without a list. What a mistake that was, right? When you go to a grocery store without a list and you just go, and then the worst mistake you can make is to go without a list and hungry. You're gonna get home with stuff you absolutely do not need, and then you're gonna also get home without the things that you actually went there in the first place for, right? And so many of us, the, the kind of the pantry of our life is stocked with stuff we don't even need, or it's stocked, or it's not stocked rather, with things that we absolutely need simply because we're trying to do life without a list. We're trying to do life without the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We're not allowing God to write on the tablet of our hearts the things he wants us to prioritize. So much so that we get it on a list that helps us establish those priorities. So here's what I want us to do. So we've got a a few days now until January 1 rolls around. And here's what I want us to do. I want us to make a list of 10 to 12 things that we know God wants us to achieve and accomplish things that God's putting in our heart, things that God's made a list on the tablet of your own heart that you know you need to achieve. And I want you to get those things on a list. Those top 10, 12 things you plan to achieve in 2022, you wanna break that down into quarterly goals. Look at them and and just think through, okay, Which of these goals am I gonna have margin for early in the year and which are gonna take longer in my year to achieve? Put those that you see as capable of achieving early in that first quarter of the year and then break the rest of the list down into quarterly goals, saving those that'll take the longest to achieve for the latter uh, part of the year so that you can be working on them all along. And let's get a list. Here's what I came to church to tell you today. And I want you to listen to me online. I want you to hear me here. Here, believers should be achievers. Believers should be achievers. Uh, uh, Jesus said this all authority on heaven and earth, and, and all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus said. And he said, and now I give you that authority. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Look, look, if we've got the, the very authority that Jesus has has made available to us at our disposal, and we don't use that to achieve some things, I believe we're failing God. I'm, I'm waiting on somebody to help me out here today. Paul said, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, how many believe that as a follower of Jesus, God's no more fond of Paul than he is you, and that God's made available to you the same things he's made available to Paul? Come on, he's no respecter of persons. So so what Paul is actually saying is that we can all do all things through Christ who strengthens us if we can do all things and we don't do them. What does that make us? Come on. Somebody say, that's a slacker. God has expectations for us. A believer should be an achiever. So I want you to get those goals in place. Hear from God. James 2 verse 17 said, So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Today I want to ask you, has your faith been dead and useless? Because unless we're producing, unless we're taking that list off the tablet of our heart and putting it on a list that can help us to prioritize the right things, go after those things, achieve those things, the Bible said our faith is dead and useless. Number two, second thing I, cons- I want you to consider with me about why lists are so important is this number two, lists serve as a measure of accountability. How many know we all need accountability? We all need to answer for the things most important within our life. We need those measures of accountability. And man, uh, so I, I am a list maker. I'm a list user. And they help me. They help me so much. My lists help keep me accountable. I make lists that have daily pop-ups. And until I get that thing checked off, it's going to be staring at me in the face every day as just a reminder. Hey, God expects some things from you, Jeff. And and that daily reminder becomes that measure of accountability that keeps me headed the right direction, that keeps me working on my goals, keeps me working towards those things I know God wants me to achieve. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2 reads like this. The Lord told me, I will give you my message in the form of a vision. I'll give you my message in the form of a vision. Let me just real quick sidebar with you. Many times the will of God for your life is gonna be reflected by that list he writes on the tablet of your heart. Those things that you're going after. Maybe like me, you've got a goal this year of shedding some weight. That's not just so you're gonna look better in your clothes. It's so you're gonna live longer so you can achieve all God's put in your heart. Maybe you have that goal of getting out of debt. Look, that's not just to relieve the stress that you're dealing with. It will achieve that, yes. But it's not just for that purpose. It's to put you in a place where you're postured so God can use you. You can obey God and whatever God wants to do in and through you and your finances. Do you see how important it is to align yourself with the will of God by just looking at hey, what's on my list? What is it God's put in my heart to achieve? He told Habakkuk, he said, I want you, I want you to write it down clearly so it can be read in a glance. It's gonna be a measure of accountability for you. And then consider Proverbs 29, verse 18, where the Bible said, where there is no prophetic vision, where you have no dream, where there are no goals, the people cast off restraint, but the one who keeps the law, blessed is he. How many wanna be blessed? Blessed. Who's the one that's gonna be blessed? The one keeping the law, the one checking off the list, the one who has clear vision, knowing, hey, where I'm, I'm supposed to be going with my life, where what I'm supposed to be achieving this year. That's the person who's gonna be list, who's gonna be blessed because the list becomes the law that we live by. It's not just whims, it's not just, oh, I hope maybe I can achieve something. No, no, no. It's hey, this is God's will. And I'm going to get it done. Amen? Amen. So here's why lists are so important. They establish priorities in our life. They're a measure of accountability for us. And thirdly, lists motivate progress. When I get up every day after my time of devotion with the Lord, one of the first things I do is I look at my list And it motivates progress. It motivates me to take some steps towards that goal today. It motivates progress. Proverbs 17, verse 24. Listen to this. This is so powerful. Proverbs 17, verse 24 says, an intelligent person. (laughs) Stop just a minute. (laughs) Think about who he's talking to. Hey, those of you who got some sense, right? He says, an intelligent person aims at wise action. But a fool starts off in many directions. How are you going to start off your year? Are you going to start it off in many directions, running haphazardly? That's what the proverb I just read to you describes. It says where there's no dream, where there's no vision, where there's no goal, the people cast off restraint. In other words, they go wild. They run around like a chicken with his head cut off. I've never seen that, but I hear it's really gruesome. But God said, you got some goals, man that are gonna allow you to aim at wise action. What are you aiming for this year? Can I just say, if you aim at nothing, you're gonna hit it every single time. But God wants us aiming at things he's using to direct our course, getting us going the direction that he's taking us. Lists provide focus for us, they provide clarity for us, and they even contribute to our peace of mind lists can even contribute to how many could use a little more peace of mind come on lists can do that for you I, I i don't know if you've if you experienced this but so many times i'll start out to pray in the morning and i'll get you know in, in kind of in my rhythm of prayer and all of a sudden i'll think about something i'm supposed to do today and i know i don't have it written down i can't focus on my prayer time until I walk over and write that thing down so I know I won't forget it. How many of you have been uh, going to bed at night trying to get some sleep? You're laying there trying to get to sleep. All of a sudden you remember something you're supposed to achieve tomorrow and, and you know you don't have it written down anywhere. You're not, you're not going to sleep until you get up and write that down, right? Lists will give you better sleep, List will help you rest. List will give you a peace of mind. It will help keep you focused. It will help bring clarity. It's going to motivate progress within your life. Jesus asked this question in Luke 14 verse 28. He said, which of you wishing to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost? Does, does not first sit down and make a list, right? He says, to see if he has the resources to complete it. Jesus goes on to say, if you don't make the list, you're probably not gonna complete it and, and you're gonna be the laughingstock of the town, right? So Jesus is telling us here, look, lists are gonna keep you focused. They're gonna give you that clarity. They're gonna bring about that peace of mind. They're gonna motivate progress within your life. Then number four, list generates more lists and that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. Because I've got you know ten or twelve big things that I want to see happen in my life in 2022, but I know I'm not going to achieve that first couple of weeks of the year. So this list has to be broken down into other lists. What I'm going to do is I as I encouraged you to do earlier is is I'm going to put those goals in in a in a kind of quarterly time frame for for the year of 2022. But then within that quarterly time frame, that list is going to generate more lists. Somebody said, how do you eat an elephant? One bite bite at a a time. time. The better question is, why are you eating an elephant? But listen, um, you eat it one bite at a time. These things God puts in our heart, they're bigger than us, right? They're bigger than us. They're bigger than what we have at our disposal right now. They're bigger than the resources that we have right now sometimes. And so we gotta break all of that down into those little bites if we're gonna eat that elephant, right? So um, Psalm 37 verse 23 has been another one of those verses that I've lived by for years. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. You wanna be godly, say I do. The Lord directs the steps. So often religion is criticized As a bunch of us just taking leaps of faith, blind leaps of faith. There's nothing in the Bible that endorses that. God is a God of steps. What God requires of me, what God expects of us is that we go on and take the steps He's laid before us now. I don't see the next set of steps until I've taken this first set of steps. And and as I take those steps one by one, they're gonna get me where God wants me to go. So our quarterly goals have to be broken down into these kind of actionable steps that I'm gonna carry out month by month, I'm gonna carry out week by week, I'm gonna carry out day by day. I've got this big thing I wanna achieve. achieve. There's no way I'm gonna achieve it in a day, a week, or a month, but I can achieve it this year if I work a little bit towards it this day, this week, this month, this quarter. You ready to do some great things for God? Say, I am. Here's what um, what making lists will uh, do to benefit you. Here's why they're so important. They help establish priorities in your life. We all need them. They serve as a measure of accountability in our lives, and we all need it. They motivate progress. They generate more lists or, or action steps that we can take. And then number five, lists demonstrate accomplishment. Lists demonstrate accomplishment. If you've got that list of 10 or 12 things that you believe God wants you to achieve in 2022 and you get to the end of 2022, and if some of those are checked off, or or, wow, what if all of them are checked off? There's this sense of accomplishment. There's this sense of, hey, well done, I don't know if you've noticed as you study the Bible, but God has expectations toward us as it relates to accomplishment. The the parable of the steward demonstrates that so clearly. You know, Jesus taught in parables. He shared stories. And and one of those parables is the, the the, the the parable of, of the stewards, one steward is given 10 talents, one's given five, and one's given one talent. The guy with 10 talents doubles what he was given. So does the guy with five talents. But the one guy with one talent buries his talent in the ground, puts it in the ground, and then makes up this lame excuse of, oh, I know you're a hard person, and, and I didn't want to let you down by losing your one talent, so so here, let me let me dust it off. Here it is. And I want you to hear the response of the master towards the faithful steward that accomplished some progress and the unfaithful steward who did nothing with what he had been given. Matthew 25 verse 21, the master replies to the faithful steward, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. I just speak that prophetically over some people that achieved some great things this year to the glory of God. He said, I'm gonna make you in charge of many things. Somebody say yes. And then he says, come and share your master's happiness. Come and share your master's happiness. The happiest people I know are achievers. They're people that go after what they know God expects of them and they accomplish those things. They've got a smile on their face. They've got a, a, a spring in their step. That's that's just who they are. Not because life hasn't been hard. Life's hard for all of us, amen? But they're sharing in their master's happiness. Now listen to the response of the the master to the unfaithful steward or servant. In Matthew 25, verse 29, he says, throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The people I know who never go after any God-given goal They live their life in the dark. There's a darkness over their life. They're they're, they're always confused about, well, what am I supposed to be doing? And and it's just like they're walking around in the dark. They're already, they're they're always uh, grasping at straws and groping for, for things. It makes a difference when we go after the list God gives us. In fact, what we do with the list results in celebration, Share in your master's happiness or separation. Throw them into outer darkness. Can I say that one more time? What we do with the list results in celebration or separation. Listen, if you're not going after what God's put in your heart, you're not going to get closer to God. You're going to find yourself drifting further and further away from God, deeper and deeper into different forms of darkness. What we do with the list results in celebration or separation. What's it going to be for you this year? Are you going to be celebrated or separated? Look, you need to decide that now and spend the next few days before January 1 rolls around transferring the list God's going to inscribe on your heart onto a list of your own that you're going to go after. What I'm saying to you today is don't treat the omnipotent as optional. If he's an omnipotent, all-powerful God, we've got to take the list he gives us seriously. Don't treat the omnipotent as optional. Don't treat the mandate as meaningless. Don't treat the commission with contempt. There was a woman named uh, Florence Chadwick. She had already set records by swimming the English Channel and she was getting ready to set a new record by swimming the Channel from the Catalina Islands to the California coast. She set out to do it on July 4th. 1952 the temperatures were horribly cold there was a deep fog that had settled in over the water over the channel there had been reports of shark sightings the day before her crew literally came along behind her in a boat firing off rounds every uh few hundred yards just to try to keep the sharks away. History records that Miss Chadwick actually gave up and climbed up in the boat a mile from the shore, just one mile. She just had one more mile. When she quit, she gave up. She climbed up into the boat. And the reason she gave for quitting wasn't the frigid temperatures It wasn't the threat of sharks. It was that fog. She couldn't see her goal. She couldn't see the shoreline. She couldn't see her destination. Look at me. Can you see it? These things God has inscribed on your heart, they reflect that shoreline for you. Are you going to quit? Are you going to give up? Not if you can see that goal. So, we got to get it written down. Let me say one more time. Today, let's make up our mind. We will not treat the omnipotent as optional. We're not going to treat the mandate as meaningless. We're not going to treat the commission with contempt because the list is life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to take just a moment and give you an invitation to accept Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. If you've never done that and you have no assurance in your heart that you're right with God, ready to meet God in eternity, I want you to consider a couple of things. The Bible tells us that all of us have sinned, all of us have come short of the glory of God. You know, it's the one thing we all have in common we're all sinners, we all need a Savior. The Scripture says that the price of our sin is separation from God. Now, God doesn't want us separated from Him. He wants to connect with us. It meant so much to Him that He sent His own Son, Jesus, to come to this earth and to die on the cross for our sins. He rose again, and now the Bible says if we place our faith in Christ, we can be forgiven, we can be made right with God, and we can have a brand new life here and now and an eternal life when this life is over. Again, if you have no assurance of that, you can. You simply need to place your faith in Jesus Christ. The scripture says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So God loves you and He's ready to save you. He's just waiting on you to call on Him. Why don't we do that right now? Let's call on God together by praying a very simple prayer. Repeat the words of this prayer after me. Let those words come right from your heart. Let's pray. Dear God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. I know my sin separates me from you and I don't want that. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he died for me and rose again. And through faith in Jesus, I believe my life can change. So I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive all my sin, and change my life. Be Lord of my life. From this day forward, I don't live for me anymore or the world anymore. God, I want to live for you. Help me to do that. And God, I thank you right now, even as I pray, according to your promise, my sins are forgiven. I'm now right with God. I am saved. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. If you just prayed that prayer with us, we want to know about it. We want to celebrate with you. Uh, All you'll need to do is just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to the number that's on your screen or uh, just go to the description below and you'll see a link that you can click there and someone will connect with you and give you some next steps in your brand new faith in Jesus Christ. We're so excited that you've accepted Christ as your Savior and your Lord today. Congratulations and God bless you.